There is only one voice of town view. This is Silver. What's up? This is The weekend. I'm Travis Scott. This is Drizzy. Trust me, at the top, it isn't lonely. Power, just power. Fire never goes out. Yeah, feel going bad on you anyway. listening to KSBM Radio, The Voice of Tommy. I'm Luna, and we are back for a new year. This is the second the second nine weeks of school, which means we've been in school for more than two months now, virtually. We've had to make a few changes due to the pandemic, but nevertheless, we are back with our regular show. And we also have a few new people. So go ahead, guys, and introduce yourself and tell us something you're looking forward to for the next year. Hi, I'm VSPR. I'm looking forward to being a part of KSBM Radio Show. I'm Billy, and I'm looking forward to improved communications in the KSBM radio show. I'm Dada, and I'm looking forward to the upcoming new topics. I'm Annie, and I'm looking forward to getting out of my comfort zone. I'm Kendall, and I'm looking forward to expressing my views on different topics. That's great. And um, we're all very happy to be back. And we have a lot of things planned for the following weeks um, for our show. And how you guys been? Just tell me what's it like to be virtual now. It's different. It's really weird. Um, I'm used to waking up and going to school. But now I wake up and just go to my desk and my computer. So it's been weird. I've adjusted to it pretty much. But um, I kind of like how we change things and doing them quarantine style it's been a different experience but i've been trying to improve and maintain positive i agree i think we can all agree it's been like a little chaotic but i think we've managed so far well, that's great. Um, it definitely has been a change. And for me, personally speaking, it has been difficult because you're right, we're just like getting up from bed and straight to our desk and being in a computer like all day. So it can get a little stressful. Yeah, it's, I mean, I'm making, I'm making it work. I'm making good grades on my classes, but it's just, it took some getting used to for sure. Yeah, um, I agree with Robert. It's uh, It's been a weird experience, but I've been uh, maintaining grades, and I hope that one day we could go back to school. Online school, it basically allowed me to focus more because kind of like what Robert said, my um, grades had improved way much being home. Yeah, my grades are actually doing worse. I'm finding it a little bit harder. Well, it is different for everyone and um, grades are definitely becoming, for me, a little difficult because like I have a lot of assignments and it's hard to like get them all turned in. But like for others, it gives them the liberty to like plan out their schedule. Yeah, I agree. I think it's different for everyone since like time management can be difficult at this time. To sum it up, we're just really glad to be back and um. We can't wait for you guys to listen. We will be right back with more great conversation. Stay tuned to KSBM Radio, the voice of Townview. Talking about 
this year's 2020 presidential elections, and it has been a roller coaster for everyone. So the election took place November 3rd, and it took essentially all of this, all of that week for states to count their votes. I agree. Unlike other elections, this one was most definitely for the history books. Trump represented the Republicans and Biden the Democrats. And in order to win, you needed 270 electoral votes. That being said, Biden took the lead and won. So I, I agree with the, the Daw and Luna that it was definitely a roller coaster. And while there has technically been a winner, Trump is pushing for them to count uh, slash recount. The reason that he's really pushing a recount is that Trump and many of his supporters are still trying to say that this election was really rigged, and that the mail-in votes shouldn't have counted, but there was really no other way to make it safe for especially at-risk people to go vote in person without having the mail-in vote option. I agree. There's been so many new factors in play this year, such as for the first time, many states, such as Arizona, Georgia, and Pennsylvania, turned blue after many years of being red. And I think that's one of the reasons why Trump is also going for a recount. In my opinion, I feel like the pres this presidential election was obviously one of the, probably the worst that there's been since it took almost a week. I feel like Joe Biden won fairly and I feel like Donald Trump is just a sore loser and can't take a loss. I feel like uh, in the campaigns and debates, uh, Joe Biden would always show solutions to the problems the U.S. was facing, while on the contrary, Donald Trump would just speak about personal things between the two. And as a president, you should be focusing more on what America needs, not on personal issues they have. Yes, pretty much he was just being a sore loser because I'm just thinking if they was like the first few nights those states were red and all of a sudden they turned blue that just means they didn't finish counting the votes not that it was illegal votes but um the election I say for the most part on the first day I was kind of scared because it didn't look like it was going to be a pretty ending but then watching those states turn blue it was pretty much, it made me feel better. And then I was mostly mad about Texas because even though I know we were a red state, I just thought this year we may have what has changed to blue because at the beginning we were blue, but then we turned right back to red. So, yeah. So I definitely agree with the doll again. Um, at first I was really anxious and everyone in my house and all of my friends, they were like, we we're all really watching the election super close. And we, we, were, we were really excited to see Texas turn blue, but pretty disappointed we turned red anyway. I'm really glad that people went out and voted to get their voices heard because we saw so many like new voters, like the, the Hispanic community, the black community, they like went out and vote, even like people from 18 to 24 in age. Yeah, I saw that I was reading something that we had like double the amount of people voting this year than in 2016 and especially like younger people started voting this year. I feel like, yeah, this uh, election was probably one of the most uh, where a lot of people participated. Um, I feel like everybody's voices was heard 
and those who didn't vote, uh, they honestly, uh, I mean, at the end, it's really up to them because they're not, they're not, their voice won't be heard. But uh, I feel like a lot of people voted this election, so that was good. Yeah, the turnout for um, voting this year was really big, and I'm I'm personally very happy about it because because since a lot of young people started voting and we got a lot of new voters on Saturday, November 7th, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris were projected to win president and vice president, which is a very good win for a lot of different communities. Yeah, and um, like Luna said, Kamala Harris and Joe Biden won, and Kamala Harris is the first black and South Asian I think I'm not completely sure, but she's she's the first Black, South, Asian, and woman vice president we've ever had. So, things looking good for the U.S. What I really enjoyed about the election was when they found out they won their speech afterwards. I feel like it was empower it was powerful as to what she was saying. Like when she said, "Joe had the audacity to choose a woman." as his vice president, that meant a lot. Yeah, I think his decision for choosing a woman as my person was very, I'm very happy about it. It is, it was definitely, I think, I'm not mistaken, he was looking for like a female like partner for this race, which is a very good strategy, I think, because uh, we need more women in government. And I actually think that having one a woman in a, that big of a position of power, it's really inspirational to a lot of other women and Black women, South Asian women all over. So it's just really good to see. I feel like Joe Biden did a good decision in picking a, a Black woman because uh, a lot of the voters were against Trump and most of the people who voted against Trump were Black, Hispanic, and um some white people, but in her choosing a black woman, people, I guess, saw that they're probably gonna have their voice heard since in the vice presidency, they had a woman who was black. So do y'all think that even after the inauguration, y'all still probably will hear more from what Trump has to say? Oh, definitely. I think, um... I'll put it like this. I don't think Trump will go silently. And he hasn't. His actions this week uh, have proved it because um, Trump has gone out of his way for multiple lawsuits about voter fraud. But like the thing is that judges from Michigan, Nevada, and Georgia have rejected those fraud lawsuits. Um, overall, his like it just hasn't been a success for him. He keeps trying to like get votes like recounted. But either way, it won't turn out good for him. It, it, it is clear that he got fewer votes, fewer votes in the electoral vote and the popular vote. I just think he should move on. Yeah, and they'll never take away, they can never take away his Twitter and he talks a lot on there. I don't know why. I've just been hearing rumors that people be saying like, he's gonna go to jail or something. But <laughs> yeah, I just think losing that dictator's Ship. I, I think that's how you say it. I just think losing that power basically is crazy for him. I think he also mentioned that he wouldn't go to Biden's inauguration if it did happen in January. He's just a sore loser. Like, 
It's over. You lost. Boo-hoo. All that. I agree. I mean, yeah, I agree with you guys. Like, he's, he's not going to go quiet. He's going to go kicking and screaming, like, almost like a toddler. I know, like, you're not supposed to say that about any president, but still, he's kind of kicking and screaming, throwing a temper tantrum like a little kid. I feel like Donald Trump is in the wrong to even try to create lawsuits about supposedly people were cheating in the votes. Because when people go to vote, there's uh, both sides, a Republican and Democrat. They're like, supervising the area so there were no like allegations or anything a situation that uh someone might have been cheating so i'm thinking he's just making that up to start drama and make people think that joe biden actually cheated yeah and he's like claiming that the mail-in votes because there were a lot of democratic mail-in votes but obviously it makes sense that there are more democratic than republican mail-in votes since he was telling his like everybody Republicans to not mail in their votes. So obviously there would be more democratic ones. Yeah, yeah he kind of he kind of played himself on that one, to be honest. He said, don't vote on like with the mail. And then he gets mad when all the mail vote, mail in votes are democratic. It doesn't really make sense to me. I think he's just looking forward to, he's just looking to make like the transition between the Trump administration and the Biden administration like that much more difficult. And it's, it's infuriating because um, I don't know how many of you know this, but on Monday, he announced on his Twitter that he fired the Secretary of Defense, Mark Esper, and that Christopher Miller, who serves as the director of the National Counterterrorism Center, will be acting secretary effective immediately. So clearly, he's just trying to make things difficult. And um, the months that he has left in office, I'm really worried because I don't know how much he's going to mess up. And if he like does like puts in new laws or anything, he like fires people, hires new people. And it's going to be that much more difficult for Biden to like make the check the changes that like we want. Well, isn't it like oh my bad? Isn't it like when Biden um gets in the office, can't they change like the cabinet? I think he can. I'm not too sure on that one, so don't quote me. But either way, it just makes things like difficult. Um and overall, I just think that Trump is arrogant and cruel and a sore loser. Yeah, I feel like uh, Donald Trump, he really messed up himself because uh, he would target uh, the Black community and Hispanic community. And uh, in doing that, he got more enemies. And I just feel like if he would have not targeted people and talk about them he probably would have even won the election but he just keeps talking and um he's just very very rude yeah well that's just it that's that's how he got into office in the first place he used um how do i put this he created a divide between communities he put essentially he put like white people against everyone else and he like said so many awful things about every other community and that's how he got such a huge following and like all of these Trump supporters who are upset, it's because they're not going to have this person in power to tell them that all of these awful things that they've done, that it's okay. So like all of these Trump supporters aren't going to be 
they're not going to feel that much comfortable bashing other communities because they had this person to tell them, hey, it's okay, keep going, when it's clearly wrong. I totally agree. That's why I think the least he can do is just gracefully step down and like accept his defeat at this point. Uh, another thing I want to say is that Donald Trump was actually not a bad president. It's just that the things that he would say would be so negative and like, if you like he's a business person and in america like the business is actually pretty good but i feel like with joe biden he's just gonna unite people because what he did he he divided the country yeah like uh yeah uh, somebody was saying that they divided the country into like communities would go against each other uh, but i feel like joe biden will unite the people and i feel like that's why he was elected i have such high hope for joe biden i I'm not the biggest like Biden fan, um, like either way, I prefer him over Trump. And I just hope that he does something good with his like these four next years and that he actually sticks to all of the things that he said he would do. So I, I agree with Billy and Luna that, um, well, I mean, I'll give him credit. I'll give Trump credit for credit is due. He did do a lot for our economy, but like civil rights wise, like justice and stuff like that, he he kind of like like um Billy said, he put a real big divide. And like Luna said, I'm just I hope that um that the United States can come back together and like as one instead of being on two opposing sides. Well, thanks everyone for joining in on this conversation and we hope that you all have found it um, informational. Um, make sure to come back the following weeks and we'll have a lot more things planned. Um, but bye. 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 Well, you can tell everybody, yeah, you can tell everybody, go ahead and tell everybody, I'm the man, I'm the man, I'm the man, yes I am, yes I am, yes I am, I'm the man, I'm the man, I'm the man. I believe every lie that I ever told, paid for every heart that I ever stole, I played my cards and I didn't fold, but it ain't that hard when you got sold. Somewhere I heard that life is a test. I've been through the worst, but I still get my best. God made my mold different from the rest. Then he broke that mold, so I know I'm blue. Stand up now and face the sun. Hide my tail and turn and run. It's time to do what might be done. kingdom come. Well, you can tell everybody. Yeah, you can tell everybody.
questions I'll be the teacher, you could be the lesson I'll be the preacher, you be the confession I'll be the quick relief to all you stressing It's a thin line between love and hate Is you really real or is you really fake? I'm a soldier standing on my feet No surrender so frustrating on top of having to deal with them yeah so everyone has had to like make sacrifices and stuff but during this like quarantine era we've all like learned some things so some things I've learned was you know to bake and read different books and watch things I never got the chance to so how about y'all what'd y'all learn Um, for me, I didn't really pick up a lot of new hobbies just because I tend to be the type of person that jumps from hobby to hobby, but um, I did really learn a lot of new things about myself because, you know, when you're in school, you know, you're hanging out with your friends, you're doing homework, you're just all over the place, busy, 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 but, you know, once you're quarantine and confinement with yourself and with your family for you know hours and hours on end and you kind of like get to sit down and get to know yourself better uh yeah but since i'm an introvert it felt really nice not to go outside but then um quarantine lasted way too long and the social distancing affected me way more than i anticipated 
But since like we're all stuck with our families, like I was the annoying person in the in the family. So yeah. Yeah, like Lolly said, I did try to pick up some things. Personally, I got into tattooing. It's not the best thing to get into at my age, but I don't know. I've always had a passion for tattooing, and I took this time really just to practice. I've been practicing like crazy, drawing, you know, everything from drawing to using the gun and everything. I also, like, oh, another thing I really got into was um, pen palling. So um, I found a couple people on social media, and I would write letters to them. I have some people in Canada, England, Germany, stuff like that, Paris. And, and I got into, like, journaling. So, like, you know how I said it was overwhelming? I would just go back and just journal about it, and it would help a lot. But still, like, it's not the same as social, like, talking. So in order to deal with that, I'd play a lot of games with my friends, basically. Um, I don't really, I didn't think I did much. I ended up, uh, doing what I had always dreamed of, <laughs> staying up late often, lazing around. It was very easy to do that, but every day seemed the same. It was almost starting to get boring. Not to the point where, you know how in summer, every day seems the same and at some point you start missing school? I don't think I really got to that point but I considered it. Yeah, we've all, like, we've all, like, got bored of quarantine as soon as, like, two, three, four months hit. It was, it was just, like, very repetitive. We were just, like, lazing around like cats, you know what I mean? Yeah, it kind of was like that. I mean, at first, I remember, you know, back in March, they were talking about we were getting two weeks of spring break, and I was like, ooh, yes two weeks of not being at school. And then they were saying that, you know, schools were closed for the rest of the year. And I was like, well, I mean, well, dang, you know, like I didn't expect this to happen. I, mean, I don't think anybody expected the pandemic to get this out of control here in, you know, America. Cause I know a lot of other countries have gotten it under control, but we are still struggling with that, unfortunately. But um, like Lolly said, we basically ended up lazing around like cats, not saying that it's a bad thing because you should be able to have moments in life where you just sit down and just take care of yourself without having to worry about how other people are feeling or school or work and things like that. But to a point, doing just lazing around gets really, really boring. Yeah, I agree with like all the I know that I know that was me for sure. Like in the beginning, I was like so excited. I was like, like, you know, thank God, like, you know, we got to get time off of school. And then like slowly it turned into the summer. And then it turned summer to like really not being able to go out. I was like, I found like myself halfway through the summer, like hoping to go back to school, which is, you know, weird. And then people would ask me like, oh, I bet you're glad that, you know, you don't have to go back to school. And I'd be like, yeah, I guess. But it was so annoying, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, but uh, quarantine just kind of felt really, really just, it felt really, really draining. But how did you guys start to feel, you know, during quarantine and just throughout everything that's going on? So, like I said earlier, I was just really annoyed at my parents and siblings. So I would just like shut myself out in my room and I would just, you know, just like, I would try to like meditate, but you know, I can't, I can't, I couldn't really do that. I just, I didn't, I didn't have patience for it. And I would just like, just take all my like energy into 
baking. Like I would just bake continuously, continuously, continuously until I was like, like not annoyed anymore and just like give out like all of the sweets to my siblings and stuff. Yeah. That is actually really cool. I've been wanting to get into baking for a long time. It is a really, really good hobby to pick up, especially when the emotions are so heightened and just all over the place. That's a really, really good thing to start doing. Yeah, I honestly, I tried to get into baking. It's pretty cool. It's just, I don't know, my my cookies never come out nice. But overall, and how I feel, I guess, I don't know. I just feel like we're, like, well, personally, I feel like I'm stuck. Like, I'm just waiting for something to happen. And, like, with the whole presidential stuff happening right now during COVID, it's just, like, it's, like, yeah, it happened. But to me, it feels like nothing really has happened. Or, like, you know, I'm just waiting for something to happen. And it just feels, it's, it's really annoying because I like knowing what's coming and it's something that, you know, I, we don't. Yeah, it almost feels like time is just stuck because I know for me, it just feels like day after day, it's the same thing over and over again. So, you know, with the election, like, yeah, it's great that Joe Biden won, you know, willing to get that, willing to get Trump out of the office, but it's just, it doesn't feel as like invigorating as you would think it would, especially if we were at our normal lives. Yeah, it almost feels like, I don't know, almost feels like a movie. Like we're stuck inside our houses, you know, stuff is going on, everything around us, but not really because we're not able to like communicate with them and like be there for people, I guess. I don't know. At the beginning of, sorry, my bad. Uh, at the beginning of quarantine, uh, when it was, all, it was all going down, we went to get my sister from university. And while we were at it, we were going grocery shopping. It was, it almost felt like the beginning of the end of the world because my parents took pictures of the stores and the shelves were wiped out of supplies, especially toiletries. Uh, it was amazing. I was kind of getting scared, but as, as time passed, the fear kind of died down. It just, it just, felt a lot like summer early summer yeah I feel like it 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 did get really overwhelming seeing all the shelves empty I remember I, I didn't come out me and my family didn't come out we had mostly bought everything beforehand and even like stuff like you know to protect ourselves and stuff like that uh my mom actually worked at the hospital so we were able to get a lot of stuff from there but the fact that you know she works at the hospital um they weren't telling people like they weren't telling the hospitals weren't telling employees um, people had COVID in there so it was just overwhelming so at the time that I did go out the house I remember yeah I felt like a little intimidated I was like whoa like it's a real thing that's how I, that's that's when it hit me that it was real when I saw everybody wearing masks and you know everybody like trying to grab stuff and nothing was there and it was just I think that's when I realized and it hit me yeah, on the topic of, you know, employees and with everybody having to wear a mask and everybody, you know, gathering in one area, how do you guys feel like COVID has affected education and schools and, you know, just teachers and students having to return to these schools in the middle of a pandemic? One thing that I feel like came up with, well, from what I heard, is that students aren't keeping up with most of their assignments or they're not um, engaged as well as much I mean and I feel like that's going to turn into a really big issue because I see it even like in my own self where I'm not doing things as much as I do them if I were in school where I have to go you know every single day 
where I find myself waking up late because I got into that habit during COVID and like the quarantine of staying up late and waking up late that I mean I'm late to my classes and it's just you know I have to catch up on those assignments yeah I feel like uh, a lot of students probably don't take school seriously because it doesn't feel like school. We're at home. We're still comfortable. We still have access to the TV, to the bed, to our dining room. We don't have to uh, fight for cafeteria seats, cafeteria tables. We don't have to be uh, in crowded hallways all the time. So it doesn't really feel like actual school. Yeah, yeah. you, Cherry. Because for me, I don't really like going to school in person just because that's, that's how I am. But since we're all stuck at home, we feel more comfortable. We hardly, well, some, most of us hardly ever pay attention to our classes. Yeah, um, I found it to be kind of hard too, even though, you know, I'm, I'm not exactly one of those students where I just kind of, I can't get lazy. I'm not gonna sit up here and act like I don't, but you know, it, it's very hard to keep yourself accountable because like Cherry said, you know, you have access to the bed, to your phone, you know, you have to TV, you can, you know, some teachers don't even require to have your cameras on so you can just walk off and go do something else in the middle of their teaching and it's really, really hard to just hold yourself accountable when you're in such a place of comfort. Yeah, like Pluto was saying, I feel you because even being at home still with the kids, like me that I have little kids in my household, it's just really hard. Um, but that's the end to our segment for today. Thank you for listening. Hope to see you soon. All the hits are here. Hey, this is Adam Levine from Maroon 5. Hey, this is Ariana Grande. This is Drizzy. All the hits are KSBM Radio. Thing you want done, babe.
KSBM Radio, the voice of Townview, and I'm Chloe. I'm Mr. Penguin. And I'm SK. I'm Judge. I'm CDU. And I'm Oz. And welcome to our first show of the school year. We're very excited to be here with you. And today we have a wonderful topic that relates to what we're all going through and what we've been going through for the past year. So our topic for today is how has the pandemic impacted the world of entertainment, which we've so much used during this time. So I want to say that, you know, just starting off, everyone has been going crazy, I would say, with the whole quarantine and stay at home. So personally, I've been watching a lot on Netflix, Hulu, just everything in general. And for me, one of the shows that was, I would say, like, stopped by COVID was The Bachelorette. I really like watching like The Bachelorette and The Bachelor. So this is, um, this was very hard because when they did start shooting is when they like cut it off since the whole Corona thing started. So we did have to cut on that. And now, I mean, it finally came back, but of course it is way more different than the how the usual show would be where they can actually go out like to different towns and stuff. Now they're just in a villa stuck in a part of California where they can't really do much. So, yeah. That's kind of sad about this whole pandemic is that we can't do much anymore. 
and everything's pretty limited in what we can do. And if we do go out, we have to like follow um, safety guidelines, which I I'm okay with. But it's kind of sad how we can't meet people properly without being afraid of like, what if they have COVID? You know? Yeah, it's very unfortunate with a lot of things we have to kind of like um, uh, adapt to, uh, especially with like TV shows, like how Chloe said it with like the production being a lot slower and the show just being kind of different overall, different like vibe, because, you know, they have to be careful with everything. And it's just, it's unfortunate, but I mean, we have to get entertainment somehow. I mean, it's being on uh, just the production industry and how everything's taking a lot slower. Um, we saw recently around September with the boys, they were, instead of giving out the whole season and everything at once, they were kind of filtering it out. And a lot of people were mad at that because they wanted the whole thing at once. And so, you know, I just think that's a, you know, it's really kind of interesting how people are almost in, inconsiderate to the situation we're in, or they're not aware. And I mean, I understand you're in COVID and you want everything at once, but you also have to take the production side of things. What do you mean by that, um, Judge? Like, um, like how they're being uh, inconsiderate? They weren't really I don't know, taking into consideration how, um, why the boys were filtering out episode for Amazon, because um, I guess they were they were giving only like five episodes at a time to kind of help with production so they could catch up on some of the episodes because they had promised it by September, but it wasn't completely ready. So they were releasing some of the episodes at first. And I guess people didn't understand that it wasn't ready because, you know, COVID had gone over the time that was that it was expected to be. And so they weren't really, I don't know, taking sympathizing with the production about why it would have taken longer. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. Um, there are also various other forms of entertainment that we are missing out on, um, such as like uh, music or um, well, yeah, just just music. Um, not necessarily that we're missing out on it, just the production as well. With that, has been a lot slower, like um, with uh, with movies and other forms of video entertainment. Um, I would like to share a personal thing that happened to me. Uh, so COVID has affected me by uh, this one time I wanted to go to a soccer game, and um, that this was like right. I had already purchased the tickets and then the whole COVID outbreak happened and they canceled the game. And up until now, they haven't done anything uh, to like for people to go. And still with soccer games, there's still no spectators in the stadium. There's still little to none. Um, I have the same experience with that. Like I bought a ticket to go to a music concert and like a month before it was supposed to happen or two months. Like the they said to go into lockdown, and I already paid for it. And it was like one in a lifetime kind of concert, and I was very sad about that. But it's also like continuing on from this, like how they started canceling all all concerts that were and tours, and had to like postpone albums, music releases, also for like sports too, like canceling them, and like postponing games into like the future where it is okay to go and properly see, you know? I think by them postponing all the concerts, games, and sports and everything, 
that was that really hurt everyone and like it, it really hit them that we're going through a pandemic and everything and for me like some some music like a lot of artists have said like I don't want to put out a certain song because it doesn't go with what we're going through or how will people react to this it'll backlash because we're going to COVID so the song I wanted to put out it wouldn't like it wouldn't it wouldn't it wouldn't do the numbers they wanted to do and with sports it's like a lot say like students they're like they I want to say depend on sports. They they really care about sports. They do, they want to get like scholarships to go to college based off their sports they're playing. And with like schools and everything postponing it, it's like what else do they have? To, like what do I do? What I have to offer that I can still do during this pandemic? And you know what I mean? Like it just it's very sad if you think about it. Yeah, I, and that's not some. That's not something I ever um, considered uh, with the whole like people who go to, go to school and do sports um, and get scholarships through that. They can't really do that anymore. That's not something I ever considered or even uh, thought about. That is um, that's uh, just very interesting, very interesting uh, thing that you noticed. Yeah, just like we mentioned earlier, like how the music industry was also impacted by this. You know, a lot of um, artists, they started coming up with ways on like, okay, if I can't do this, can I do this? So they started having what you would call like virtual concerts, I guess, where you could either be like a drive-in or, or a social distancing concert. Like I know a lot of people heard about the Travis Scott concert that he did on Fortnite, where he basically like performed or like the drive-in that Keith Urban did. And it's just things like that, that they, that a lot of artists like recruited to do ring because they just thought it was a way that they could stay relevant and they could stay, you know, supporting their fans through these times that would just be harder on everyone. Also, I think some artists will see like maybe a decrease in pain considering uh, that they won't have some concerts or they won't have spectators or concerts to go to and that's how some of them might get paid so uh covid might affect how much do they get paid to add to that like like some artists are like going under because like all they depended on this season when um they were going to do concerts tours release music and everything because they had sponsors and ads and those cost a lot of money so when all this happened they started canceling everything and they started losing their revenue and kind of their livelihood basically. But also it's, it has boosted the streaming industry too. On like doing live concerts, going on social medias to do live talks with their fans and everything and stuff like that, you know? Yeah, and to add to that, um, some people are being more smart about this uh, corona thing because they're increasing the prices in like streaming services or virtual things because they see that a lot of people are going to need it at a time like this. I was also wondering about uh, <clears throat> streaming services and have they had to increase their prices um, just to kind of compensate for maybe some of the, uh, I don't know, prices that the creators were demanding because 
you know, a lot of, as one of my colleagues mentioned earlier, a lot of these writers and creators are probably not making as much money as they used to. So they need to compensate for that. And I wonder if this is putting a strain on some of these streaming communities as they're having to raise their prices. Yeah, uh, for example, um, the movie Mulan on Disney Plus, uh, that was announced way before COVID. And they put it on Disney Plus, but they had they have it to where you can pay extra money to see it sooner than when it releases for the actual streaming service for everyone to, who already pays for it to watch it. Because, you know, they were originally planning on having this in theaters and to get the money from everyone paying the ticket to see it and they they couldn't do that so now they just have to put it on their streaming service and increase the price to, for that individual um for that individual movie moving forward two shows that were heavily impacted due to the pandemic is the show called you on netflix and all american on the cw and they were uh, impacted by production being held back so like they couldn't move on with the new season and with these being highly favorite shows at the moment it was more of what are we going to watch we have to wait until 2021 to even see possibly a new season or even 2021 is when they're starting to prepare even like recording and getting everything together and making sure that they're taking the write guidelines to take the um record like make sure everyone has their mask but at the same time they can't wear their mask while they're filming so it's like very wishy-washy and like a major setback when it comes to two of those most popular shows if that makes sense yeah I understand what you mean um so just like we were saying before too like a lot of movies that were premiering this year, they had to refer to doing like streaming services. So like, I know since, you know, movie theaters were closed and stuff and people couldn't really go out, a lot of movies had a premiere on Netflix or Hulu or even Amazon Prime. And I know a lot of people did say that that took a lot of the movie magic out of it. Since it's like, you didn't feel like you were actually at a movie theater watching it and like, all your attention wasn't on that because there's so many other distractions at home. So a lot of people were commenting on how they didn't get the full experience. And that was also making a lot of um, movies drop and rank because then again, a lot of people wouldn't be as interested to watch it since they just didn't feel they were getting everything included. Um, Another thing we haven't considered is uh, the people who actually write and create these shows um, and movies, they're in danger as much as we are uh, from this COVID. And because think about it, like if they, if anything were to happen to them, that, that also affects the show and those movies, which is very unfortunate. So it's not, it, I get that it's like we're worrying about the, the shows actually continuing and just how slow it is and stuff. But there is a chance that some of those shows will never be the same if the um, if the creators or whatever is affected by COVID. That's true. That's true. I can see where you're coming from from that. But since we're in the age of like technology, they could just like FaceTime on Zoom or like on their phones or in any other places where you can communicate with one another. Because like if they win in person, yeah, that's like 
giving there's like danger like why would you go like that because it's like risking your life but for like and also to continue off how how um you said how like they're like everyone else too and they could be affected as bad and then all these ideas they had could be could never be shown in light or be pro- produced yeah you like the movie theaters which is sad because like there could be like very great a very great writer but he wouldn't have made it because of what happened and yeah. he got it. Um, and speaking of which that also brings me to the topic of uh people who write books because when people write books it's not so it's not necessarily a huge like team of people working on a book so if the person's writing it if they were to die from it then you know that's the end of their story there's no more they can write there's no one else who has their ideas or who will write their um story the same and i i feel like that's very that puts a lot of um i feel like that puts a lot of pressure on authors like it puts pressure on them to keep themselves safe because when you, when they write books it's not necessarily like about the money it's about them getting their story out there so I know if I was a book writer, I would be very, very worried about my safety because I would want to finish my story before I'm gone. Yeah, especially because, you know, there is a lot going on. But unfortunately, it is all the time we have for today. Thank you so much for listening in. We really do hope you've enjoyed our topic and just hearing our different perspectives on all, all the things that are going on today. Um, thank you so much for listening. We are KSBM Radio, the voice of Townview. I'm Chloe. I'm SK. I'm Mr. Penguin. I'm Judge. I'm CDU. I'm Oz. And be sure to check us out on Anchor, Live365, and Facebook. One, two, three, four. I was born with tears in my eyes like everybody else I know. And screaming, and all I could see was a line in a world so cold. No one to hold you, feel so lonely, left out on your own. But we were born with tears in our eyes. That's how I learned the strength to fight. It's a beautiful life. Well, you won't always see it that way. When you're deep in a hole with nowhere to go, and you can't see it change. It's a beautiful life. Yeah, well, your scale got the feel every day. Sounds like everybody else I know. Takes a hole in the ground, all the sky falling down before we can let it show. If you're just like me, you're trying to believe that it's all gonna work out fine. We can live with the doubt, just trying to do without. Maybe we don't have to fight. It's a beautiful life. See it that way When you're deep in a hole with nowhere to go And you can't see it change Cause it's just out of sight oh, It's a beautiful life Yeah I tried so hard to keep hanging on Well, maybe you should just let it go Sing with me. 
Same time, same place next week.